0: It's Monday, February 5th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is The Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, this is our weekly Monday Bible study and call to prayer. Today we are continuing our study on the gospel according to Luke, and we are joined by our director of international programs, Josh Caldwell. Josh will walk us through Luke chapter
1: 8, verses 26 to 39. Jesus heals the demon-possessed man. This is in the middle of chapter eight with parables and miracles. This is after the Sermon on the Mount and before Jesus sends out the 12 disciples and before feeding of the 5,000. This is another account of Jesus's power, a story of transformation, a testimony of what Jesus has done. As we get to verse 26, we are introduced to a demon-possessed man. Let's read these verses together, Luke 8, 26 through 39. Then they sailed to the country of Gerasians, which is the opposite of Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out of the land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs and the herd rushed down the steep, bank into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened. And they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon possessed man had been healed. Then all the people surrounding the country of Jerisea ask him to depart from them, and they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. If we look back at verses 26 through 27, we see that the setting takes place in the midst of Decapolis, the collection of the Gentile cities beside the Sea of Galilee. Luke also says that it is the opposite of Galilee, since Jesus is in his Galilean ministry. We know that Luke likes to give lots of details in this region. Pigs could be raised and sold and eaten, something that was unimaginable in the Jewish territory. And We'll see more of that in just a minute. Then enters the scene a man who was possessed by demons, a man with many demons, as we will see later on in the chapter. As we look at the rest of 27 verse 27, 28, and 29, we see that this man, it was clear that this man was possessed. It was clear that this was not a short-term thing, but a a longer-term possession, as it says that he was seized for many time. As as we learn often, he was also driven out to be alone. He could not live in his home, most likely because he was acting crazy and he was he was He could not be around other people in this way. So he lived in the tombs. The tombs here refers to the caves. And this man was just an outcast. I love this part in verse 28, um, where it's talking about the demons um, were speaking to Jesus and said, Jesus, son of the most high God. He knew who he was, and the demon begged not to be tormented because he knew Jesus had power over him. And as we look further into verse 30, we see uh, Jesus then ask him, what is your name? And he said, legion, for many demons had entered him. And legion refers to a Roman legion of 6,000 soldiers to indicate that many demons had possessed this man and not just one and they begged them not to be thrown into the abyss and is, I was reading one commentary that um, spoke of the Old Testament referring to this abyss as a watery place, but then more well-known as the place of the dead. We'll see a little bit of this irony in a few minutes, but this is another favorite part of mine that in verse 32, um, they begged him to let them enter the pigs. They knew that Jesus had power to put them into the abyss, had power over them. And so this verse is really showing that power that these demons had to beg Jesus for what was to come for them next. As we enter into verse 34, we see that the, the herdsmen saw what had happened. They fled and told it to the city and to the country. The effect on these people in this area um, that saw this, the herdsmen and the different people that saw this was fear. They saw what had happened and they fled. But if you look at the what happened to the man who was possessed by the demon, he was found at Jesus' feet. He was clothed. He was in right mind. And the people were afraid, but the man that had been delivered from this demon was at peace. Uh, and this is really powerful to see the transforming work of Jesus in this man's life want to just for a minute to look at and focus on Jesus and the man in the story and look at some takeaways that we can take from this story. The, number one, this man was deep in despair. He was a man that had nowhere else to go. He could not go to his home. He was taken over by the demons and he lived in caves. He had no clothes. He was naked. A man who was at the end of his rope. He had been bound by and shackled, but they had been strong and broke these um, these bonds on him and this had gone on for some time and I think the the greatest thing here is that he had no peace he was his heart was not at peace he was full of despair number two is that Jesus has power over all Jesus was not one that just when he spoke, He had power. His mere presence showed his power in this circumstance, and he had power over the demons. They were frightened. They called him the most high. They asked for his permission to leave the man and go into the pigs, and they did as he said, even though it led to their destruction and the pigs going off the steep bank into the water. Um, and other places that it shows Jesus's power, John 1, 3, all things came into being through him and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come. Colossians 1, 16, for by him, all things were created both in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Colossians 1.17, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. Hebrews 1, three, and he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. And when he made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Matthew 8, 27, the men were amazed and said, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the seas obey him? He had power. Matthew 10, 1, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them the authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Jesus has power over all. He had this man was full of deep despair. Jesus has power over all. And number three, Jesus has the power to transform life. A man who was once possessed by demons, living in despair, living in the tombs with the dead, chained, restrained, with no clothes is now sitting at the feet of Jesus. He was he was not only transformed by the demons leaving him and going but he was made clean and right with Jesus. His life had been transformed. Jesus has the power to transform life. Hebrews 7:25 Therefore he is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him, and he always lives to make intercession for them. Matthew 9, 6, but so that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And then he said to the paralytic, get up, pick up your bed and go home. Acts 5.31, He is the one whom exalted to His right hand as a prince and a Savior to grant repentance of Israel and forgiveness of sins. And John five twenty-one, for just as the Father raises the dead and gives them, even so the Son also gives life to whom he wishes. Jesus has the power to transform life. And lastly, when this man's life was transformed, he was with Jesus and he obeyed his commands. We see that he was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Think about all this man had been through, just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And I'm sure at this point now he is filled with peace. When the demons were with him before, he had no peace in his heart. And now he is filled with peace. The peace that passes all understanding, Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. He was probably quiet and sitting there listening, but his soul was at peace and he could have stayed there forever. But Jesus gave him a command. He gave him a command and the man obeyed. He said, go, go home, go home and tell others about what I've done. As you go there, spread my name. Think about this command, you know, and how difficult it could have been or how joyful the man could have been to go and share. He had been um, had had the demon possession at his home, and he had fled that home to live in the tombs, but now he is to go back. And surely the people would have known that Jesus had transformed his life by his words and his actions. I have an experience similar to this that, that I, I have a friend that I used to play sports against. He was well known and very popular. He was also known for uh, some indiscriminate behavior while in college, and he kind of disappeared for a while. And and we reconnected and saw him constantly speaking of the Lord, constantly sharing pictures and not shying away or sharing scripture and not shying away from what the Lord is doing each and every day. He had been transformed. And when I saw what the Lord had done, I had no doubt in my mind and my heart that it was real. And I'm sure that's very similar to the the man that was demon possessed going back to his home, that he would, the people would be sure that he was transformed. So let's look at how this can apply to us, that Jesus was all-powerful, Jesus has the power to transform, but this man was full of despair. But through his transformation, he was with Jesus and he obeyed his commands. Today, if you were living in despair apart from the living God, go to him. If you're at the end of your rope, at the end of yourself, feeling taken over by sin or, or things of this world... He will save you. Turn to him. The Lord is powerful to transform. He, he can do that today. He can deliver you. It may not be demon possession like that's in this story, but think about the things in your life that are taking the place of Christ and the things that are leading you to destruction. We can repent of those things and turn toward the Lord and he will transform our life if we give it to him. And lastly, don't wait around to share what the Lord has done. Let's go. The gospel is urgent for those that do not know him or those that are not walking with him today. The Lord has transformed you. If you are a believer in him, let's tell our story to those that are around us. This story is about a man at the end of his rope and Jesus being all powerful to save, to transform and to send. Thanks Josh. And
0: this week we are praying for the country of Guatemala and I just recently had the opportunity to be able to travel to Guatemala and to specifically work with one of our partners there, Village of Hope. And so let's pray for this country in Central America. Pray that the central authority would be able to even reopen international adoptions. In 2009 they closed down international adoptions and there's still many kids that need to be adopted and unfortunately domestic adoption is not an option for them. Maybe because because of their special need or because of their age. So would we just pray that the central authority would find a way to, to reopen international adoption? Uh, pray that the gospel will go forward brightly in the midst of such religious culture as there is found in Guatemala. There's there's a lot of, of earth worship. There's a, there's a lot of very ritualistic worship. And so just pray that the, that the true gospel will go forth. Pray for the children in Guatemala. Many children still reside in orphanages and, and pray for them as they grow up up and that the gospel will be taught to them and that they will learn about God as their true father and pray for their caretakers in these homes. Pray that they would have energy and endurance as they try to meet all of these children's needs. Pray for the children that are now in their forever families, those that are already been placed for adoption internationally, maybe many years ago, specifically for for families that are walking through challenges with those children and pray that they would have grace and wisdom to meet the needs of their children. Pray for our partner, Village of Hope, and pray for wisdom as Lifeline continues to partner with them through unadopted and and caregiver training, and pray for all the many rule changes that are going on that that Village of Hope would be able to adapt and still reach out with hope and and love and the gospel to those uh, that are in their care. Pray for uh, more team members to step up and be part of our March 24th through 29th trip, And, and maybe the Lord would even prick your heart to be a part of that March 24th through 29th trip of 2018. Pray that volunteers would be willing to give their time to help serve and care for children while caregivers are in training during that trip. And praise the Lord for the work that is being done at Village of Hope and, and how their leadership uh, pursues serving the orphan in Christ-like ways. And, and not just orphans that are, are, are completely healthy, but orphans that, that have special needs and orphans with Down syndrome and orphans who have been plagued with HIV. Let's, let's pray for their leadership. Father we pray for the country of Guatemala certainly we would ask you that you would open up the hearts and the minds of the central authority to allow intercountry adoption to allow adoption to continue we know there are children that are languishing in orphanages children that need to be adopted uh, children who may have no other opportunity for a family unless international adoption is reopened and so lord certainly we don't want to see things happen that would harm children or or, or would separate children unnecessarily from their families but lord we would want to see children that need adoption to be adopted. Lord, please be with those at Village of Hope, specifically Todd and Amy Block and and Addison and Ronald Lopez as they lead the staff there and as they love on these children. Pray for their caregivers that you would just continue to use them to show the gospel. Lord, ultimately, we pray that your gospel would be made known in Guatemala and that it would be able to permeate the people of Guatemala.